diagnosing celiac disease is not a cut and dry affair and that explains the the terrible statistic where close to 90% of those suffering with celiac disease are not diagnosed. They remain undiagnosed. So we're not very good at diagnosing this condition. Um, several years ago, boy, almost a decade ago now, uh, the researchers who excelled in celiac disease around the world got together, had a big conference, not only gave credence to gluten sensitivity, at that meeting, but also created what's called the four out of five rule or the four out of five criteria for diagnosing celiac disease. So recently I spoke to the mom of uh, a young boy who was diagnosed um, was diagnosed with celiac disease and then saw a different gastroenterologist that said, oh, that's not enough. We need to do more. Let's go over the four out of five rule first. So the first, uh, so out of five, you need to have four present in order to have a diagnosis of celiac. So the first one is you have symptoms that are consistent with celiac disease. And, and certainly there's a lot of sim symptoms that are associated with it. Number two is your symptoms improve when you remove gluten. That makes sense. Number three, you have a positive blood test. So you do the, the celiac panel and, and it's important that you do a, a complete panel, not just one test for celiac disease, but a complete panel and that panel uh, shows positivity. Then number four is you have the genetics for the disease because the two major uh, genes are called DQ2 and DQ8. You can have one, the other, you can have both. And if you do not have either of those genes, it's considered almost impossible. You know, there's no absolutes, but almost impossible that you could possibly develop celiac disease. And the genetic test is so easy, it's just a swab on the inside of your mouth. Um, and then the fifth criteria is having a positive biopsy. So I, I left that fifth as the biopsy, because remember you only need four out of five. So if you have all four of the first, you have the symptoms, you feel better when you remove gluten, you have a positive blood test and you have a positive genetic test, um, which this young um, patient had, he had the four. So he didn't need five, yet he was told by uh, an, a second gastroenterologist that they absolutely had to over the course of six to eight weeks, do an unlimited diet and have him ingest a lot of gluten during that time to do a biopsy. They did do that, they did a biopsy and it was extremely positive. So what they already knew <laughs> was confirmed, but at, at what risk? So obviously a biopsy is invasive. This is a young child. Um, but what's even more concerning is that this young child had a very long history of um, emotional, uh, psychological issues. A lot of anxiety, um, a lot of fear, was afraid to go to school, would have a lot of emotional outbursts of just fear, trepidation about life in general. When he was initially taken off gluten, he did better. He was already on a couple of psychiatric drugs for his behavior because it was the only way they could get him back into school. Uh, when they 
took gluten out of his diet, which was for quite some time, he was already weaning down on these psychiatric medications because the association between gluten and anxiety, gluten and a lot of neurological inflammation, a lot of neurological disturbance. That is very well documented. That is way beyond anybody's opinion at this point. There's a, a slew for decades of uh, studies showing the strong association between gluten causing neurological issues. So uh, he definitely fell into that category. Again, the four out of five rule was complete. He had four uh, positive indicators. He was weaning down off his psychiatric medication and went to a gastroenterologist that said, no, you absolutely have to reintroduce gluten for you know this period of time and just give him up to three pieces of bread a day. The child started developing tremors and ticks. His poor little nervous system was so overwhelmed. So um, I bring this up because it can be difficult if you're not really dealing with an expert on, on how to get celiac disease properly diagnosed, let alone the fact that most gastroenterologists don't entertain and don't accept that there's such a thing as gluten sensitivity. And again, going back almost a decade when all these world-renowned researchers of celiac got together, they said as soon as you've ruled out celiac and as soon as you've ruled out a wheat allergy, which is quite rare, um, and somebody has symptoms associated with a gluten sensitivity, uh, then there's your diagnosis. You know, again, somebody has the symptoms, they feel better off gluten, there are some tests, they haven't been given the complete blessing of, um, this is absolutely confirmed, the only way to test for gluten sensitivity. We feel very comfortable with the test we use, we've been using it for many, many years, um, but that absolute benediction has not taken place yet. But, uh, most gastroenterologists, as I've said, don't even say, okay, well, all this is present. You do feel better when you're off gluten. Uh, it's not, doesn't seem to be celiac. It doesn't fit all the criteria. So it must be gluten sensitivity. The patient isn't even told that. So then they're told it's not that. And then the person goes, okay, well, I, she thought it was, you know, based on how I felt, but I guess not. So it is very, very important if you feel like you react to gluten, that you know the full spectrum that you have to take yourself through. And I realize it, it's a lot, it can be a lot, um, but it doesn't have to include a biopsy if everything else is present. And if, let's say you do the genetic test and you absolutely cannot have celiac because you don't have the genes, but you say, hey, listen, I don't need anybody to tell me I feel so much better when I'm not eating gluten, then we can do the other tests for gluten sensitivity and really document it. Because there is something about having that piece of paper, whether you're showing it to friends or family and just go, no, this test says it. I'm absolutely sensitive to gluten. I don't have celiac, but I still must maintain a gluten-free diet. So um, if you like this information, you find it helpful, please give us a thumbs up, subscribe to the channel, share it with others. It's really um, very, very unfortunate, very unfortunate that 90% of those suffering with celiac disease remain undiagnosed. It's also very unfortunate that many, many people who suffer from gluten sensitivity are also undiagnosed. 
the miracles, we've been dealing with gluten for so long. I mean, it's close to 30 years now. And um, gosh, when did we write our book? Like 13, 14 years ago. And I, as I like to joke, and it's not even a joke, it took me five years thinking about it <laughs> before I wrote the book. So we continue to see such miraculous changes in patients once they realize they're sensitive to gluten and they remove it from their diet. And it just still remains so unappreciated. So hopefully this will bring some good data uh, for you. And if you're wondering if you're in this category or, or some member of your family, we truly are experts in this field and would be delighted to help. You can contact us via the website, Root Cause Medical Clinics, that's plural, .com and uh, we can set someone up for a free consultation. These can be over Zoom, they can be in person. We have a clinic in California, a clinic in Florida, and then we do telemedicine across the country. So uh, we're here for you.